0: Welcome to the Christmas edition of Blair and Barker, the podcast, the radio show. And, well, Mr. Barker, it being the Christmas season, I have a Christmas carol. Oh, nice. Oh. Me, 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 me. Mm. <laughs> Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a player was stirring, not even a Gossman, Gossman, Gossman. Anyhow, the CBA talks were hung up in the air in the hope that an agreement soon would be there. I'm sorry. That's about all I've got off the top of my head, uh, Mr. Barker. Hello. Best of the season. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how you doing? How, seriously, tell us the truth. How long did it take you to, to Didn't, come I just up with that? I just pulled that out of my you-know-what right now. Oh, wow. Just off the top. I was thinking of, of how I would open it, and I just just pulled it out. Obviously. That's the best That's the best you could come up with. <laughs> you get what you pay for. <laughs> Tonight, we're going to have a little fun. We're going to unwrap some gifts that we've purchased for the baseball team in your life. And as always, we're going to answer questions from our listeners on Barker's Backlake Bits. We got some great questions, by the way. Uh, and, and even got a Buck Showalter question, which is just 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 perfect so obviously obviously people are people are listening as always you can subscribe rate and review to the podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast so so kevin we know that uh discussions on a new cba are going to start up sometime in january yeah we know that since the last time we've spoken to people there have been a few minor league signings here and there and the signing of Buck Showalter to manage the Mets is done. Mark Kotze to manage the A's. Other than that, not much has gone on. But this is a little bit of news that broke yesterday. We know that according to Shai Davidi, Blue Jays ownership has decided to renovate the Rogers Center as opposed to building a new ballpark. Now, look, I've been clear. A new waterfront park or a park that's part of a real estate development to me that would have been preferable but it ain't my money and i'm told from people who know that the guts of the rogers center all the engineering stuff and all that all the stuff that actually makes the damn thing stand and that makes the roof open and close, that they've made engineering improvements over the past couple of years and that the guts of the place are fine and that for two or 300 million, the lower bowl can be beautified, the concourses can be opened, you can get rid of the grayish concrete dullness when the roof is closed, maybe create a little more natural light. And, and most importantly, Kevin, as, as someone who certainly knows way more about this than myself said, the additional revenue generated will get into the hands of the team quicker or more quickly than if a new ballpark was built, which theoretically, You know, theoretically, you would think, Kevin, that some of that money will flow to, you know, our friends, Vladdy and Bo. So your thoughts on the fact that it now looks as if we will be seeing the Blue Jays tie their future to a rejigged or renovated Rogers Center as opposed to a brand new ballpark?
1: yeah i 'm okay uh, i'm 'm okay with that excuse me there, for me there 's nothing like uh, better than seeing the c n tower on a summer 's day watching baseball w- with the roof open now you you mentioned it about the roof closed it, it is a little cold in there, and you need to warm it up a little bit. maybe you need to upgrade the seating a little bit more. you know it sounds like they're 're going to add glass at, which will allow the sun to come in on, on the on the concourse there where people are walking around that should help a little bit that should warm the place up that should make it a little bit more inviting but you know, me being a fan now, <clears throat> that's that's all they need to do. Like it's a it's a for me it's a it's a really good park. You know, concession stands they'll 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 spruce those up enough to where you know you don't you're not standing this line in line as long. It'll be more fun. There'll be more TVs around. All the things that that will invite you to want to come to a baseball game. Look, you know, and on the flip side of that, just being an ex-player and talking to players now, you know that they they got new turf, uh, they they have a new sound system, they have new batting cages. Which, when I was there, I've talked to you before. That was the mm-hmm. big deal for me. You know, I was a bench guy, and I had to run. You know, which is that little spot. You've been in that little spot many times. Which is, as soon as you walk down out of the out of the uh, the dugout there, it's there's a little hole right there where they'd put a tee that you'd have to go and hit balls off a of tee because right. the batting cages were too far away they fixed that now it's right beside the the uh where where, you know you could just basically walk right out of your locker and go right Mm -hmm. to the batting cage so now during the game players that aren't playing can get ready for the seventh and eighth and ninth inning maybe they're going to hit they can run and do that so i'm a big fan they've taken care of on the player side they're trying to take care of it make it more inviting for fans to come warm it up a little bit when the roof's closed when the roof's open I mean it's a beautiful ballpark. I'm okay with it. And oh by the way, when you're hitting there, it's it's a it's a fair ballpark, line to line. You still gotta get it. Pitchers know there that they gotta make good pitches. So for me it's a really nice ballpark on both sides and, and I'm okay with them keeping it and just sprucing it up, making it more inviting.
0: Look now I speak as somebody who spent a large chunk of their professional life covering games at Olympic Stadium, and I've I've often said uh, the Rogers Center is is not the worst ballpark in baseball. Far from it. As you mentioned, when the roof is opened, I think it's a terrific place to watch a game. I think what you're going to see with the new renovations is you're going to see an emphasis placed on on more of the WestJet flight deck things, more destination areas. And I think really, I think really you are going to see maybe more than anything else special attention paid to the lower bowl seats so that there is a differentiation between the lower bowl seats and the next level that differentiation would mean you could charge more money for the lower bowl seats than you currently sure. do and and really turn it into a destination so look i, I again i i operated under the assumption all along that it was going to take half a billion dollars to fix the damn place up and my argument was well if it's going to take half a billion dollars then for another half a billion dollars let's build a brand new ballpark. But talking to people, there are a lot of there's concerns about cost overruns when you start a new ballpark. There's concern about where you play when you're building a new ballpark. And there are a lot of I wouldn't call them hidden costs, but as the Calgary Flames are finding out and dealing with the city of Calgary, there are a lot of costs such as green offset costs that are going to that are going to be put into place. So, I think from ownership's point of view, this makes a great deal more sense. There's nothing wrong with the location. It would have been nice if somebody built a damn subway station right underneath it, but <laughs> it's not that far from it. There's nothing wrong with the location. And as you said, I, I, I think enough work has been done in this thing that people realize that they can they can they can really spiff it up and, yeah. and turn it into a turn it into a, an even better park. But yeah, again, it's far from the worst park in baseball. Absolutely
1: not. It, 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 gives them more money to spend on players, the product on the field. You know, mm-hmm. they've made it better for players. They, they added that new clubhouse. They added the new weight room. We talked about the batting cages that I've talked about, the sound system, the new turf, which every player comes in. That's the first thing they walk out there. They jump up and down on the turf, see how hard it is. That, that's what I did when I first mm-hmm. got called up to Toronto. Cause that's all you ever heard was, man, it's like concrete walking out there. I never felt that, but just by players knowing that now they've, they've taken pains to fix all these things and make it more inviting for players to come to the field and come and want to be a Blue Jay, which makes the product better, which makes fans want to tune in. And, look, they're, they're just trying to make the best product they can possibly make and bring a winner to Toronto. Raise your hand if you don't
0: want to see that. All right, let's get to the business at hand. It is Christmas Eve Eve. I think that's what you'd call it. And uh, we are going to, Barker and myself, we, we've gone shopping, and we've bought gifts for every major league team. Now, the Blue Jays gift, or in my case, gifts. Ooh. I, I was really, really wow. generous with the local side. Santa Blair. Yeah. Those gifts will be given out at the very end. We'll start, though. In the American League East, work our way through the divisions. And Kevin, neither of us talked about this, so neither of us—we've had no communication. We didn't say I'm doing this, so you're going to get this, or anything like that. Kind of like the Blair family, where everybody goes Christmas shopping and nobody tells anybody what the hell they're getting, which is half of the fun of Christmas. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the New York Yankees, Mr. Barker. The Yankees, the house guest. Well, I the house guest most likely to get a gift card or cash. Right. I mean. <laughs> Let's face it. Now, look, I, in all seriousness, I know the Yankees are hoping for a Carlos Correa under their tree. But uh, I don't know, Bark. The, the gift I got them, it, it's in a little smaller box, and it's got fragile marked all over it. Ooh. And and that gift is simply good health for Jamison Tyon, Luis Severino, anybody else who pitches for the Yankees. Because unless the Yankees have healthy starting pitching and lots of it. I'm not certain Carlos Correa is anything more than a nice hood ornament on a team that's going to finish one or two games out of the playoff spot.
1: Yeah, see, I'm just the opposite of that. Santa Barker here wants to bring one of the biggest packages, the most expensive package of the year, and that would be you Carlos Correa. Got no money Correa. to
0: spend than anybody else. Well, then
1: that's uh, okay. Well, you, you know, they won. You've got to remember now they won 92 games last year, which was one more win than the Blue Jays had without a guy like Carlos Correa, without an actual shortstop. To have the quarterback on your field would actually, you know, now you could put players in positions which we talked about all year. DJ LeMay, who played all over the field. It's Is he an all-over-the-field guy? Absolutely not. For me, he's a second baseman. Now you can put him at second base. You can go out and get you a third baseman. You can put Carlos Correa at at shortstop. You got your quarterback on the field. You got up the middle taken care of. You got a winner. Now you got a little something to build off of. You can build off your 92 wins. That's just me. I'm a big spender this time of the year,
0: especially when
1: I'm delivering to the Yankees. That's got to be my
0: guy. I'll tell you what, you really are. I mean, you've you've just blowing the whole budget on one team.
1: Uh, you got so let's go budget. to our
0: favorite. let's go to our favorite team. Let's go to our favorite team, the Tampa Bay Rays. Now I don't know about you, Barker, but the Rays are the hardest team to buy anything for. Because they've probably already got it someplace. And they're probably working on something that's better than whatever the hell you're gonna get them anyhow. So I don't know. Maybe maybe you give them an Apple gift card or something like <laughs> that. I, I, I ran out of ideas. I will say this, though. I think that what they really need is for the salary floor not to be raised in the CBA because the Rays' entire ethos is doing a better job of finding value than other teams do. And the Rays don't spend much because they've perfected competing without spending much. And I don't know, forcing the Rays to spend another, I don't know, 25 or 30 million dollars? That might take them out of their comfort zone. See, I would just love to see that. I'd love to see the khakis underneath the ground going, oh, my gosh, we got to spend this amount
1: of money. What do I do? When do I do it? How much? How how can we do it? How many players do we have to spend it on? Can we only do it on one player? You know, their head's about to pop off. For me, this is real simple. We talked about this a couple of uh, shows ago. A new stadium. You know, Santa is a miracle worker and i and i the, the split oh stadium the split stadium thing where we're going to a different country and and half the year you're playing there and half the year you're playing somewhere else for me i just say want santa to roll Claus a french no can you pere noel you can nice. say that
0: in montreal pere noel
1: nice that's me if i'm santa I know. i'm walking up i'm saying here you go tampa here's a nice shiny new
0: stadium in tampa how's you that you all the money yet we, we, we i mean we haven't even gotten to the baltimore orioles yet and, and you spent all the money. Rem- remember, it's not my money. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The Boston Red Sox. What have I got under the tree for the Red Sox? Now, I, look, I know Red Sox fans are going to be disappointed in this gift because they like to have the shiniest, newest thing every year. And they're, they're just like other baseball fans are like that. But I think the real smart Red Sox fans are going to be really happy with the gift that I got them this year. Because if you look at that lineup, you know, Xander Bogarts can be a free agent after this year. Rafael Devers is a free agent after twenty twenty four, and this is an, organiza- an organization that's done good stuff around the margins. They've been really resourceful. So, what I've given yet, I, I, what I've given Red Sox fans this year, what I've given Red Sox fans this year is a long term contract extension for Rafael Devers, so they don't need to overspend in free agency or get rid of their prospects in a trade at some point down the road because they failed to sign Devers. See, I am a man. I I'm am I'm a Santa of the people.
1: This is what I am. Okay, you you look on social media, which I I rarely will ask my wife to show me something that's going on on social media, and I and I and I flip down it, and every time I flip down it on Red Sox land, I see the same name over and over again. That's Kyle Schwarber. You know they they sort of want that guy just to come back. It's not expensive. He's left-handed. He's learning how to play first a little bit better. He can give the guys days off. He can DH. He can he can run into some. He can go back leg City. I'm a man of the people, Jeff. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm putting
0: under the tree. Oh God! All right. Well, hey, 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 Barker, did you hide the uh, Baltimore Orioles gift? You yeah. know, hide <laughs> as in Brandon hide. See what I did? I got gotcha. you. Did you hide the Orioles gift? Because I got nothing here for the Orioles. Because they're not celebrating Christmas anyhow. I mean, it's like competitive baseball. Christmas is canceled in Baltimore for the next few years. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe a phone call on Christmas Day will keep them happy. I don't know. Just don't call collect. Do people even do that anymore? But that's my gift to the Orioles. I'm going to call them and just say, how you guys doing? Everything good? What you having for dinner? All right. See you. That's enough for the Orioles.
1: Yeah, yeah. What if you're a kid and you wake up and you see Santa Blair putting a package under the tree, you're going to run away? Or are you going to come give him cookies of milk? I'm not sure with that answer, especially if you're an Orioles fan. For me, it's, it's, uh, Adley Rushman. I, I sit down thinking about how I could, 108 lost team, what I could do to give fans a little bit of support, a little bit of upliving, a little bit of, I want to come and watch my Orioles lose uh, somewhere around 100 games. So I thought the, the best prospect <laughs> in baseball. Could you turn him in, Jeff, now listen to me. Think along yes, with yes, me. Could you I'm turn him into a, a, a mix between Johnny Bench, you know, the one of the best catchers, if not the best catcher in the history of baseball, and Chipper Jones, which is one of the best switch hitters in baseball. If you could do Good those Lord, two kind man. of things and sort of carry your organization throughout the next 15 years, I told you, I'm a Santa of the people. Santa, Santa I never as, stop.
0: Santa is miracle worker. <laughs> hey, let's go to the central. Now, look, we've all got that friend that says, don't get me anything this year. I'm good. I don't need anything. Well, that's kind of the White Sox. I mean, when you look at it, what are you going to get the White Sox? The biggest impediment to the White Sox being successful is themselves. So, I mean, I guess the best gift we could get them is an early CBA agreement so that they can get an idea of what the real trade value is for Craig Kimbrell. Because, to me, the, the White Sox are right there. And if they can get something for Craig Kimbrell, given the players they have coming back, given the pitching they have, it'll be enough to, you know, overcome the fact that Tony LaRousse is their manager. Yeah,
1: any time anybody ever heard me talk about the White Sox last year, I wasn't real nice. I said they played the worst division in baseball. It's real simple. You could you'd do the moonwalk into the playoffs if you're a halfway decent team. But I'm a giver, especially when I'm Santa this time of the year. And Nick Castellanos for me just would fit perfectly somewhere mm-hmm. sprinkled in. The, you know, maybe in the five hole driving in a bunch of runs could be a thirty hundred guy, somebody who can hit really good pitching. And oh, oh by the way, Carlos Rodon, which is that left hander. That throws 100 miles an hour, who got hurt at the end of the year because Dallas Keuchel now, all of a sudden, you know, he's 34 years old next year. He's throwing poo. So you need a guy that can throw, you know, really hard and get some people out. And I also want to sprinkle in some offense. So I was a giver. See, I, I tried to make up for all the bad things that I said about the White Sox all year last year.
0: So I left two packages under the tree. Oh, man, Man, I wish you were around when I believed in Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, I can't say that. What's wrong with you? I got to go get the coffee on here, Barker. So uh, you start us off with the next gift. You reach under the tree and, and get the next gift. Okay,
1: well, since we're staying in the Central, we'll have to go to the Cleveland, uh, Cleveland Guardians. Uh, yeah, this is a hard one, right? It's it's what do you do? We always talk about the third baseman they got. We we talk about this, what's going to happen in the CBA. Is there going to be a floor? If there is, where they really trade somebody of the value of that third baseman? And then I started thinking, who's the veteran guys? They don't have a real good outfield. They play in one of the worst division, if not the worst division in baseball. You go out and get some veteran guys. So I thought the first guy that popped in my mind was Tommy Pham. Veteran guy who can steal some bases, who can hit for average, who could lead off, who can hit second, who could hit cleanup if you really needed him to do that, who could add some thump, who could play some decent defense. Not a great defender. He's more of an offensive player, but he could fill in, and not hurt your team in that way. So that's sort of the first guy that I thought of. And I think that's a decent little add to their team. It's not over the top. It's not going to cost a ton of money because of his age and
0: his performance, but he's sort of that guardian guy for me. See, I was on the same page as you. Uh, I mean, th- th- this this is a team that I think they've turned over about a quarter of their roster, and, and unless I'm mistaken, the only healthy outfielder they have is Miles Straw. But so look what I found here. I found a nice, shiny Lourdes Guriel Jr. Oh. Hey, hey, see uh, what I'm doing? I found a uh, nice, shiny Lourdes Guriel Jr. I don't know. I might even throw in it. A- Look at this! This is a big gift. It's an Alejandro Ooh, Kirk. It's yeah, a little yeah. bigger than I, than I thought. It would. Anyhow, but I'm, I'm, I might even throw that in now. Of course, they're going to have to give me something in return. But what would that be? Oh, we can deal with that later on. We can deal with that later on. Continue, Mr. Barker. Oh, so you want me to lead this? I'm the giver. I'm, I'm the busy giver getting of the coffee it's Christmas morning and nice. I'm getting coffee. I'm sitting here in my PJs with my Santa hat. You look, you look spectacular. Mm. The, 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 uh, well, the next team for me is the Tigers. What, what
1: what do you want to give a, a, a Tigers team who who's, you know, willing now to spend some money, he's tired of losing, you know, went out and got one of the the, the, the managers or the coaches that, you know, wasn't real nice the last couple of years. So they're, they're trying to go in a different direction. And what what you start digging into their organization, how do you go about this? And you, there's two guys that popped in my mind who you think about, should they be in the big league? Should they start on their big league team? Should they help their big league club go to where they ultimately want to go? And it's Riley green and spencer torkelson those are the two guys for me why wait what's the point in sending them back to triple a mm-hmm. jeff make them a big leaguer right out the gate the how you got, the only way you learn how to lay off a breaking ball is to do it yeah put them on I, a big I'll,
0: league team so that's who i'm giving them i mean i'll tell you this Mark. i mean i think they got their gift they got their gift early they cheated and got their gift early and have <laughs> their bias but i'll tell you what i'll give them some stocking stuffers I'll give him another veteran bat. You're right on a short-term deal, maybe create a bit of cushion, and I'd also like to give him a veteran arm just to build in a margin of error for the likes of Casey Mize. I'll, I'll tell you what, though, Barker, the Detroit Tigers—they're about a year away from being spoiled brats, so mm-hmm. I think we're—we're—we're going to have to be a little careful with what we get them in the future because I think they're about—they're a, a year away from being just the real the the, the spoiled kid on the on the block. I think there's any doubt about that. Yeah, I got so the, gonna... I got Go the ahead. Twins gift here. Oh, you do? What is it? It's the thinnest gift under the tree. It's just one piece of paper. It's a plan. <laughs> Something that says the team is rebuilding or it's tearing down or whatever. You know, that, that Byron Buxton deal kind of says it all, and I, you know, I bet they wish the Blue Jays would return that, that midseason Jose Barrios gift to them, but I, I don't know what the Twins are, and I don't think Twins fans know what they are. I need a plan. Tell me what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah, your plan
1: is you're in the AL Central. You're the worst division in baseball. That's your plan. I don't have to have a plan because I can oops and fall on a division and and win it and that thing. Me, it's real easy. Call call Santa Barker. I'll tell you to sign Eddie Rosario, and I'll tell you to to trade Max Kepler. You can do those two things. You get get a little something for Max Kepler and bring in Eddie Rosario, lefty who's got a little confidence now because he's coming off a World Series win. That, for me, would fix some
0: woes and maybe make a little push at the White Sox. I look at the Kansas City Royals, Kevin. I don't know about you. I, I'm probably not going to spend a great deal on these guys this year, because I, I, I mean, I look at the Royals, and, and the only thing, the only thing I see them needing is patience. And I don't know how the hell you gift wrap patience, because I, I just think there's so much good going on here with this team right now. That uh, man, I, 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 I want to see what they have in uh, at Alberto Mondesi. I want to see what Bobby Witt Jr. is. I want to see how that pitching comes about. And then I'll go out and buy him something really big next year.
1: Yeah, see, I'm just like what, what I mentioned about the Tigers that, that you bring up. You, you put your best prospects on a team, let them figure it out at the big league level. Bobby Wood Jr. I don't care if he strikes out a lot. You know how you don't strike out? You figure out ways to have a better approach. You have a better lower half. You, you work sequences when you're at the plate. You, you learn your weaknesses. The only way you're going to do that at the big league level. He's got everything he has to have to be a big leaguer. Put him in the big league. Stop waiting. Again, it's all about the CBA. It's and it is Kansas City, but for me, if I'm Santa and I'm putting a package under the tree, Bobby Witt Jr. starting on my team.
0: All right, I looked at the Houston Astros, and you know I wanted to get them a pitching coach to replace Brent Strom. If, of course, I know there are Astros people out there that would like Carlos Correa back under the tree. But Parker, how about this? How about a bounce back season for Alex Bregman? How about that as a gift for the for the Houston Astros? Bounce back season for Alex Bregman. I think this team has another run in it as long as they get something like that.
1: How about, how about this? I'm going to piggyback that. How about that bounce back here? Move him
0: to shortstop, sign Chris Bryant. Oh, I like that. I That's like what that. I'm doing. I like that. The Seattle Mariners, look, the Mariners have got an awful lot of good things going on. Uh, I think I, I wanted to get them another infield bat, and I thought about Chris Bryant, but then I thought, why don't I give the Mariners the ultimate surprise gift? that would be Carlos Correa. I and mean, if you think about it, between the Mariners and Phillies, there might be the two places Carlos Correa could go where he'd single-handedly turn a team into a playoff club. So I'm going with Carlos Correa for the Mariners.
1: He plays third for Seattle?
0: Listen, if I sign Carlos Correa, I have a long discussion with J.P. Crawford. I have a long discussion hmm. with J.P. Crawford.
1: Okay, I- I'm going go to go. I'm not
0: going to turn down Carlos Correa.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go the trade route for Seattle. I'm going to trade for Luis Castillo with the Reds, and I'm going to give him – it's going to start with Harry Ford. They need catching. He's 18 years old. You can do, mm-hmm. turn him into whatever you want to turn him into. I, I can start with that. I'm probably going to add pieces because of his age, and you just don't know what he's going to turn out to be. But I'm going to trade for Luis, Luis Castillo
0: with the Reds. All right. What about the Oakland Athletics? I think it's pretty easy. Money. They'll take money. A new stadium, a future – I mean, basically, these are the guys you buy a bunch of lottery tickets for and you stick them in the stocking with some oranges and candy and maybe a Starbucks gift card or something. That's the way I'm looking at the athletics.
1: If I'm the athletics, I call the Blue Jays and say, hey, what what do you give me for Matt Chapman? I know you're looking for a third baseman. I got a pretty good one here. We're trying to rebuild. We're we're hopefully getting a new stadium in Vegas be real nice if we traded. We could probably start over. He's got a, a, one more arb year left. He's a free agent in 2024, so he got some value there. He's not going to cost you a ton of money. What would you give us for him? I'm going I'm to try and trade Matt Chapman as soon as I can.
0: What are we going to get the Angels? What, what did we get the Angels? You know they got the best player of their generation. They've got Shohei Otani. I, I, I guess you can pretty much get the Angels anything, right? You can go crazy at the Boxing Day sales and then just kind of dump the shopping bag out on the floor when you get home. And there'll be something useful they can use. Yeah, well, for me, the, the there's a number. It's 140. If I can get 140
1: games combined out of Anthony Rendon, Mike Trout, and Otani, I got a pretty good chance of going where I ultimately want to go. Now we all know what what the Angels have issues with starting pitching. It's pitching as a whole. But if I can get 140 games out of my big three instead of last year, Anthony Rendon and Mike Trout played a combined 94 games. If I can get 140 games. Out of those three guys combined,
0: that's what I'm bringing them. Health. All right. Our last American League team, the Texas Rangers, Kevin. I, I don't know. Do, do we buy him a timeout? I, you know, they add Marcus Simeon. <laughs> they add Corey Seeger. That's as exciting as hell. But, Jesus, this is still a bad team. I mean, this is still a team that seems to be a couple of years away from being a couple of years away. And... Maybe they see the Astros becoming vulnerable. Maybe they figure they need to kickstart things. But now I, I don't know, Bark. I, it's I, I'm glad they got the money to sign these guys, but I, I I don't know. I I just I'm just not I'm just not certain that it makes sense right now to blow your brains out. And, and yeah, they've got to add pitching. And and I don't know. I mean, what's out there? Maybe Clayton Kershaw. Do you bring Clayton Kershaw home? I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, I know in the first round they they just signed Jack Leiter. Uh, I know I just got my shortstop. I know I just got my second baseman. My defense up the middle just got a ton better. What better time to bring up my best prospect in Jack Leiter than right now? this is the time right now he's a vanderbilt guy he's a college guy he's more experienced he's a little bit further along when it comes to mechanics and throwing strike one and having action in the first three pitches call him up let him use that defense learning on the fly at the big league level you just said it they're not a very good team well only way you learn is to actually do it for me i'm calling up jack light and i'm leaving leaving him up
0: all right we have gone through the american league except for the blue jays we'll 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 give the Blue Jays our gifts at the the end of the show, just before we do Barker's back leg bits. When we come back, we'll take a look at the National League. We'll start with the Mets. They have Buck Showalter. What are we going to have to get the Mets now that they've got Buck Showalter? We'll go back under the National League Christmas tree. It's Blair and Barker, the podcast on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. All right, so we got some chestnuts roasting in the open fire here. Got a little jack frost nipping at your nose. Or it's chest frost roasting on an open fire, jack nuts nipping at your nose. I don't know what it is, but anyhow. Got our little Christmas PJs on here. little big pot of coffee. Maybe something a little stronger, a stronger libation. It's Blair and Barker, the Christmas pod. As we uh, open gifts. For every team in Major League Baseball, we flew through the National or through the American League. We're now going to take a look at the National League, and we will include the Toronto Blue Jays at the end, because we got a lot of gifts for the Blue Jays. And as huh. I mentioned, at the end of the show, we'll do Barker's back leg bits as well. Questions for Kevin. Kevin, the New York Mets, I got – I don't even know. I couldn't pack their gift, because I – I needed 25 to 30 pairs of big boy pants, right? Mm-hmm. Because these guys have got Buck Showalter managing them. Mm-hmm. They've got Max Scherzer running the clubhouse. Yeah, They got to put their big boy pants on right now because you can't, you can't be fooling around the way they were fooling last year. You can't be uh, tra- showing up the fans or fighting in the clubhouse or, or, or in the tunnel between the clubhouse and the dugout. You, you put your big boy pants on. So I, that's what I got the Mets. Just a big big box of big boy pants yeah i got a big box of respect
1: you know you, you have to earn respect i think they've went out and done that with with what they've spent and who they brought in and and you know they have a clubhouse leader uh they have a manager that people respect and and is gonna put his foot down when he has to it could be no raccoons or giant squirrel fighting in no clubhouse <laughs> or down no tunnels with buck showalter there so i i i brought him a big box of respect
0: there you go. Well, we're, we're kind of on the same page there. Respect, big boy pants, sort of, I think, working towards the same thing. The Atlanta Braves, the, to me, they were, the easy, they were one of the easiest teams to buy for, Bark. I just uh, The problem is I, I was in the store, and, and you wouldn't believe the people I was fighting off, right? To yeah. get the Freddie Freeman, the last Freddie Freeman on the shelf. I was pushing Mark Shapiro out of the way and Ross <laughs> Atkins out of the way and all these other guys. And, I'm, and, and I finally got the Freddie Freeman off the shelf. And, and, I, and I packaged it, and I, I mailed it off to Alex Anthopoulos, and that's my gift to the Braves. And I think probably, I, well, I'll throw it over to you. Yeah, yes. What other easy, gift would you have for him? It's an easy
1: one. that's an easy one. There, there is no other gift. It's Freddie Freeman. It, it, he's one of the best first basemen in baseball. I don't, I don't have any idea how this is not done already. I'm assuming that it will be done as soon as they get back here and get everything taken care of with the CBA and everybody's all buddy buddy again. But I'm with you. That big old, that big old Atlanta under the tree gift got to be Freddie Freeman. Yeah, well, the next one would be, would be Miami Marlins. The, mm-hmm. the first thing you think of is you think of them pitching. They got some young pitching. They got a couple of guys up front, some hard throwers, some change ups thrown all over the place. The first thing I thought of is they don't have a catcher, Jeff. Mm-hmm. What better? Got to have that guy that puts the fingers down, that can call the game, that can get some young guys through some tough times, that can put it down, give them the fist pump with a runner on third base with less than two outs. Maybe go out and make a trade, A guy like a Mitch Garver, a guy like a you know the Oakland A's. They're they're, they're doing a bunch of wanting to give everybody away. Sean Murphy comes to mind. The, the, right, the guy that can thump a little bit, it's a big target, it. can put the right fingers down. So for me,
0: they got to go out and make a, a, a trade, and it's got to be a catcher. Yeah, I love it. I, I was on the same wavelength. I, 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 I said they just need a guy, and they just need a guy who can be a bit of a leader for them on the field, a veteran guy, preferably a catcher. It would be great if he hit because I think the Marlins are always going to need an impact bat. But I think we were both shopping in the in the same store. That to me is what the Marlins need. They they need that guy. They need they need the guy to lead the team. And I think you're right. If you can get a guy behind the plate, that's that's where you go.
1: Yeah. Well, the next one I thought of was the Nationals. And, and I, every time I, th- I said the Nationals name out loud, the only thing I could hear was when you put those big old trucks in reverse and it goes beep beep beep. And I was thinking about the Brinks truck. And you back the Brinks truck up from Juan Soto. You know, and it's going to be somewhere in that you start thinking about how much could he actually cost. And you think about the Mike Trout deal, which was $426 million. Mm. You, t- you think about the Betts deal, which was $365 million. Will it be 427, or will it be somewhere in between those two numbers? And for me, that's what they have to do sooner than later is back up the Brinks truck. And Mike Rizzo keeps coming out saying they have yep. a plan. Stick with the plan.
0: But for me, the plan starts with paying Juan Soto. Yeah, I think sp- – Spotrac estimated Juan Soto could get something. They threw out a 15-year contract for about 500 million. Now this is just this is just them, you know, this just them sort of taking the long-term view and running some numbers and all that. But you're looking at at least a 10-year deal for that guy, I would think. And It's got to start. I mean, it has to. It, it starts with three. I, I just don't think there's any doubt about it. Best left-handed
1: hitter in baseball. You would think it might start with a 427. That, for me, would be the thing you'd yeah. Maybe somewhere right there. Highest paid, you know, the biggest contract in the history of baseball. That's just me. The next team would be the Phillies. And it's very hard to think of the Phillies. The first thing you think of when you start talking about the Phillies is what every team needs. It's pitching. It's bullpen pitching. Well, they're no different. They need a bull, they need some bullpen arms and guys that can stop the bleeding and all those things. But the guy I thought of was the guy playing third, Alec Baum. I'm going to put a big box of Alec Baum, the two-war player, not mm-hmm. the negative war player that was last year, the two-war player. I'm going to stick him in there, the guy that takes the the woes that he had the last year and add it to what he's going to do this year, which for me
0: will add up to being a two-war player. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, I kind of thought I went a little differently because I thought, okay, Carlos Correa, it's another team. You'd like to get them a Carlos Correa. Yeah, and everybody would like a Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa in the Phillies. You know, but then I was thinking, you know what, maybe maybe i do something like Trevor's Story. Yeah, and hear, and hear me out here. Maybe I get them a Trevor story because I get them a guy who might be able or might be willing to play, pay for them in a short, uh, on a on a short term basis, get that nice pillow contract, try to prove himself, and maybe use that as 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 a bit of a bridge into what I want to do next. I, I just don't know what the Phillies are. Yeah, you know, I I don't know what the Phillies are, but I know that they have Bryce Harper. And I, I would like to see maybe a, a deal like that for them. That,
1: that's not too bad either. Everybody wants Trevor Story. But, I, you know, I, I'm 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 looking to give that Trevor Story guy to
0: somebody else. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. About the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, I'll look at the Cardinals, park, and I don't know about you, but my first thought was I would like, and I don't even know if the Cardinals want this. I don't know if their fans want it, but I would like – the gift I would give them is an overhaul of the CBA that makes service time a non-issue and opens the doors for Matthew Liberatore and Nolan Gorman to make the team right away. You know, The Cardinals have slow-played the free agent market, good shortstops out there, good pitchers out there, but they've slow-played the market because they have three or four prospects ready to break into the majors. And I'll tell you what, I would love to see the Cardinals go full bore with that approach this year because you can win that division. You Absolutely. can win that division if you do that.
1: Absolutely. Well, for me, I'm sticking with that CBA theme. The CBA, for me, has to come up huge and make that DH in the National Ooh. League thing legit. And for me, you called the Oakland A's and say, I want Matt Olson. The Cardinals last year, one of the best, one of the worst left-handed hitting teams in all of baseball. They, they basically did absolutely nothing. And for me to bring in a guy that can hit 30 home runs like Matt Olson, can DH, can play a little first, you know, can give some time off, that would, be for me, be a, a huge boost for the
0: Cardinals and the Cardinals fans. I looked at the Milwaukee Brewers, and I thought, you know what? How about 3.7 worth of war for Christian Yelich? Yeah. How, about, how about that? Just to bring him up to his career average. I, I think that would be a nice gift for the Brewers. They got other stuff. I think if you do that, that, gives it, that, that I think would be, would be something the Brewers fans would appreciate finding under their tree. Yeah,
1: he, w- he would help them catch up to the starting pitching that they have. Him being a top 15 player in baseball. Can, can I go that far? A guy coming off back injury and, and back issues. Can I can I make him a top fifteen player again? If he is then the Brewers all all of a sudden are legit. Now, now let's, let's mix it over to the Pirates. Now, the Pirates okay. are one of those, one of those tough teams that, well, what are you giving? And the, and the first, every time I think of the Pirates, well, I think of PNC Parks, one of the, my favorite parks. It's a great place to go to, but I also thought, think about those drills and, and you, you know, you, you used to turn it on baseball shows and you would see them standing on tires, jumping off tires, fielding ground balls. I want to send them a, a booklet that tells them the kind of drills they can do that sort of doesn't embarrass them. And that's all people think about when they think of the pirates how's that
0: All right, i like that i like that i like that What'd you get to the cubs see i just got they have marcus stroman so i said just let marcus do the shopping he's gonna he, he, uh, let marcus do everything for you yeah jed
1: hoyer continues to say he wants to, to do intelligent spending there's no more of that jason hayward which they owe two more years at 44 million there's no more of those intelligent spending they continue to do that that's what i gave
0: them. i put the cincinnati reds you know what i got the reds you know what I put under their tree? Some balls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking Christmas ornaments. No. No, I'm talking balls. Yeah, how, how about a legitimate trade package involving Joey Votto to free up some money and give this Ooh. franchise some direction? Now, look, I know. Votto's got the no trade clause, $57 million or whatever the hell it is left over two years. It, God love Joey Votto, but the Reds haven't won squat with him. And it just seems as if they're going around in circles. Kevin pay a chunk of it, buy out his no-trade clause or whatever mm-hmm. it is, work with him, get Joey Votto someplace else and get the Reds going in a the direction they need to go and do it right now. I would think if they could, they would have done it already.
1: that That's just I'm guessing. But for me, with, with the Reds, Jose Barrio, Barrio, Barrio? I think that's mm-hmm. how you say it. And for me, he he will be the shortstop, but he'll take it and run with it because, you know, the quarterback of the field, it always starts there, and I think he'll take it in spring training and he'll run with it.
0: Let's go out west. Let's go out west. I got the Dodgers. Like I, I, I was thinking about a gift for the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers are like the Yankees, except everything they do is good. Yeah, That's the difference between them and the Yankees. But just imagine, Kevin, I thought, what if I could magically make Trevor Bauer's suspension and contract go away? Just bury his salary or get legal relief to get rid of him for cause. Now, I know the, the, Dodgers, the Dodgers have money, but just think if they could get rid of Trevor Bauer, and have a little more money to spend. They're still the best team I think in the National League, but and they might be able to do something with that money. Now now remember Santa is a miracle
1: worker. Remember what I'm saying there. Well, well this right. is why I said Gavin Lux will be the next
0: Corey Seager. I'm gonna oh, slip I like that. that. I'm going to slip I'm going to slip that one. under the tree. The Giants, I mean they what? They, they've got everything, and they've, they've moved into the top 10 in MLB.com's minor league rankings. Uh, I, I think what they need, I, I got them another year's sip from the fountain of youth for some of their older guys, mm-hmm. right? Just some of their older guys, some of the fill-ins, that's all, because they got front office brains, managerial acumen, they got youth. I mean, they're stocking runneth over. So I, I get them just another, another year of good performance from some of their older guys. I got him a third place finish
1: in the West. That's Ooh, what I got him. It's not a gift.
0: Well, that's you know, a that, lump that's, of coal. That's,
1: that's it's that's the a obvious. Lump of coal, it, it's the obvious. Well, on the flip side of that for the Padres who's up next, I got them a World Series appearance. Oh. Look, I'm the I'm a giver. I taketh
0: and I giveth. Oh. I gave it to the Padres. I have no problem with that. I you know, their Christmas gift, I think. Well, their Christmas gift their Christmas Day was made when Bob Melvin signed to manage them. Look, I, I just, I'd like to see guys like Chris Paddock, then Nelson then Lamette. I just like to see them be healthy because I think if that's the case, if they get some health in their pitchers, everything else is, will fall into place. I'm calling it right now. They're going to win the NL West. I'm not giving them the World Series, but they're going to win the NL West. That's a pretty good, I think that's a pretty good, pretty good gift. And then finally, before we get to the Jay Z Arizona Diamondbacks, you know, I heard their general manager, Mike Hazen tell reporters at the end of the year that he didn't think it would be possible to go from a 52 win team to a 500 win team in one year. So, I, I thought when I heard that, I'm just going to give Mike Hazen a couple of sticks of dynamite and say, blow it up. Start over. Yeah, I, again, Santa's a giver. I gave him 53 wins. <laughs> Well, that's, that's a... a start towards 500. All right. <laughs> Brings us, Mr. Barker, to the Blue Jays. Uh, they're my favorite stuff. To... I went nuts with the Blue Jays. And, and look, as you know, we suggest gifts for them, what, multiple times a year on both the pod and the Blair and Barker radio show, 10 to noon starting in February, pregame starting in July or or thereabouts. So we, we're we're always, we've always got suggestions and gifts for the Blue Jays. So, uh, Kevin, here we go. I got them four. And I'm going to go through my four then we can go through your four. One, Freddie Freeman or Jose Ramirez. I'm not picky. Right? Top shelf offensive talent that gives me something that I don't already have. That's the first thing I bought for him. Secondly, I got a whole heap and a health for George Springer. Because to me, everything's predicated on 150 games from him. Then I kind of I think you may have touched on this already. I made some calls and I and I, I got a Pablo Lopez or a Luis Castillo. All right, just a controllable arm that's capable of being a number two if I need him to be at some point. And lastly, my last gift, I got a long-term deal for Vladdy because that's going to be the elephant in the room this year, I think. Regardless of how well things are going, there will come a point where the media will want to ask or will ask Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro where the long-term contract is for Vladdy. So that's my gift for the Jays. Long-term deal for Vladdy. Pablo Lopez or Luis Castillo, a healthy George Springer, and uh, Freddie Freeman or Jose Ramirez. Not much.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, you just can't wait to get rid of Lourdes Guerrero Jr., can you? Because that's the first name we're going to call, and, and Alejandro Kirk, and to get for, these Pablo Lopez's. Those two? And yeah, sure. Or both. Together, you give both of them up. To get one of them? Yeah. Huh. Well, this is real simple to me. All those things you just mentioned are great. I I, I got one wish list. That that's Trevor's story. Trevor's story. If I'm sitting at home and I'm Trevor's story, realistically, do you really think that you're going to get somewhere in the 200 million range? Coming off the year you come off, come off of, there's been rumblings that you have throwing issues, elbow issues. If if I'm thinking of the perfect team to go to, and I'm thinking of a guy that's a little older than I am, just went to Texas and got a seven year deal. If I can come to the Blue Jays and be protected in one of the best lineups in baseball. I don't know where you sprinkle him in, but wherever mm-hmm. you do, he's protected. He's getting more fastballs. If you can get, bring him here, say for a two year deal at a monster number, or give him a little bit more, let him play second base. That for me is the one big wish list for the Blue Jays.
0: All right, I'll tell you what. If you're going to get Trevor's story, though, we're both going to have to go out and do some Boxing Day shopping and find a spare arm to attach to him so he can throw the ball. If That's why I put him at early. second. Yeah, still need an arm. Still need an arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, that was a lot of fun, and uh, we only stepped in each other's toes a couple of times. I think we did some fine shopping for folks there. And now it's time—it's time for Barker's back leg bits, a little bit we like to do on this show. Barker's back leg bits. Oh, I love it.
1: Kevin Baker. El saca de fly al bosque derecho cuadrangular yeah. bestial para Kevin Baker.
0: We said oh, yeah. Barker's bits. Not Baker. My goodness, Barker just airmailed that thing. It's time for Barker's back leg bits. Oh yeah, Feliz Navidad, Feliz yeah. Navidad, as they would be saying. Uh, questions for Kevin Barker, as always. You can submit them. Uh, you can DM me, or you can just attach them at the bottom of the uh, of the tweet that we send out. Uh, so we got a bunch of questions for Kevin. Kevin uh, Jeff Vote wants to know. I know you've been a big believer in David Phelps, and this is the third time the Jays have signed him. To a one-year contract. Do you think his return was an automatic sort of thing? Or do you think he shopped around and found the Jays to be his best choice again?
1: Yeah, I, the shopping around, not really. I, I, what other option would he have? Uh, you know, I think there's a little unfinished business here. The uh, last time he pitched here with, for the Blue Jays was May 6th. Uh, he signed a minor league deal quick. It was like right at the end of November. Uh, he's 35 years old. He, he's coming off that right let, lat strain. So, you know, I think he's got some unfinished business. And quite frankly, this is probably the only, the only move he could make.
0: Tyler Ursell is a big fan and a longtime listener. He's got a question for Kevin, and he used Back League City. He used the uh, hashtag. Historic perceptions aside, would Buck Showalter be a guy you could love to play for? Do you believe today's players could play for him? He said, I figure question number one's answer would be yes, as that means you would be on the MLB roster. Same thing as me. So there you go.
1: Absolutely. Uh, He's experienced. He's straightforward. He respects his players. Uh, and he can connect with the 26th player just as good as he can connect with the first player. So for me, that's a 100% thing.
0: Final question for Kevin Barker from Thieve. Favorite stadium and least favorite stadium you've played in could probably be minors or majors.
1: Well, the least favorite's... Anywhere but Louisville, Kentucky, in the minor leagues. My best one uh, is this: an easy would be Wrigley Field, uh, the 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 Ivy, the manual scoreboard, the people sitting top of the apartments across the street watching the game, the afternoon games. Uh, I I was there when the the clubhouse. I doubled up. In one of the lockers, uh, that's how small – you can remember how dungy it is. Uh, that's when the batting cage was underneath right field. It was made of dirt. There was no, like, concrete or, or nothing that you could – padding up there. You had to do it, and it was dirt. So Wrigley was my favorite.
0: There you go. The Christmas edition of the Blair and Barker podcast is in the books. We'll be back early in the new year after we take some time off to celebrate. For all baseball fans, here's hoping we get a resolution – to the CBA negotiations sometime in January and February. And for our listeners, we hope your 2022 is better than 2021, that if you made it through the year healthy, you stay healthy, and that if the year was a tough one physically or emotionally, as it's been for a lot of people, well, we hope that 2022 brings you better tidings. And look, I'm psyched for the year. I think the Jays are going to play meaningful games in October, not September. And I don't see why they can't win a World Series. And ultimately... That's my wish for all of us and for all of you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We'll talk to you in the new year. Good night from Toronto.